Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Lodge Kohler Kickoff Show. Bring it in on three. One, two, three. It's Friday night. Time for an in-depth and unique spotlight on a member of your green and gold. Ready? Now, live from the Leaps and Bounds Cafe at Lodge Kohler in Green Bay, here's the big unit, Bill Michaels. Good evening and welcome. We are broadcasting live. We're at Lodge Kohler. We're in Green Bay, right across the street from Lambeau Field. Packers getting ready to take on the Washington Redskins this week in the third matchup between these two teams in the last five seasons, including the postseason, but uh, the first in Green Bay since dating back to 2013. We're going to talk to Ty Summers here momentarily, but our uh, good buddy Darius, the food and beverage director up here at Lodge Kohler. We always do the fireside chat. We always have some good wine. What'd you bring us tonight, my friend? First of all, happy holidays. How you doing? Thank you so much. You doing good? Great. Okay, good. (laughs) Just check it. I know you're busy. This is a this is your busy time of year. Yeah, since that's good, we are very busy. (laughs) (laughs) What do we got? So tonight we have uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, We are making a quick tasting of Sauvignon uh, Blanc. This is a very crispy white wine from New Zealand. you can feel right away the characteristics of New, Fe- New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs, uh, crispy, green herbs, lemon, lime, grapefruit, everything about this citrus. Uh, and of course, you can get this wine also at Tavern in the Sky. It's rated 90 points uh, by one expectator. Uh, you can get the whole bottle or you can buy it by the glass in a restaurant upstairs. Very That's good. It. That's it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you got to get back upstairs. you got parties everywhere, right? We are sold out tonight. So, you are yeah. in demand. So go enjoy yourself. Thanks for the wine. Cheers for the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully another win this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for inviting us, and go Pack. There you go. That is our buddy Darius C. is the food and beverage director up here at uh, Lodge Kohler. You can find the wines, all the wines that he talks about up at uh, Tavern in the Sky as well. Ty Summers for the uh, middle linebacker for the Green Bay Packers joining us here at the table. And uh, how you doing, man? Good to see you again. Yeah, I'm doing well. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's uh, we were sitting here talking before the program, and uh, you are uh, playing in snow now, something you're not really accustomed to. Yeah, it's different, but I'm loving it, man. It's, just, it's a good time. I've always looked forward to the opportunity to be in a, a snowy game. Close I got in Texas, about 30 degrees and sleet, so – that was miserable, but snow's actually fun. The uh, Well, I was going to ask you, because I think growing up as a kid, you always watched some of the games that were in snow. and the one, Snow with wind and really looking cold, that's one thing. Snow when it looks like a snow globe is another, right? Oh, yeah. No, when it's coming in sideways, especially if you're running around and uh, – There you there. go. Right oh, there. sorry, there guys. Was, um, but, uh, no, whenever uh, a snow that's coming down sideways, you're running down, running around the field and you're essentially blinded, that's not so much fun. But if it's just coming down all gentle-like and it looks real cool, you know, then it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun experience. Is, does the family like it? Well, my family hasn't been up here to experience the snow yet, okay. so I haven't, haven't quite experienced it fully. Uh, Sydney's experience, right. uh, my fiance, she, uh, she's enjoying it from what she's told me. I don't know. Maybe she's putting on a tough face. <laughs> The cold might not be her uh, might, might not be your favorite, but we're yeah. having fun with it. So uh, the team's nine and three right now. Uh, you guys obviously had a good win in New York. Do you feel like? Uh, let's go back to that San Francisco game. Um, what was the feeling coming out of that game? 
I mean, it was just felt like no nothing was really clicking. And, you know, sometimes it happens where you have a few plays where people are on different pages and things don't result right. But to have a full game like that, it was kind of like, hey, it's like almost like a reality check. We got to, you know, come to play every single week. Can't ever, like, um, I don't know. Like, we always got to be on top of our game, you know. Was that a game – outside looking in, it looked like you guys just got beat up. Mm-hmm. Inside that locker room, did you feel like you got you got beat up or do you feel like you just played one of your worst games? Because there's a difference there. Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, I feel like the 49ers definitely came to play. Nothing to take anything away from them. I mean, they came to play in all phases. I mean, and it showed. Um, but there was definitely a lot of things that we could have done differently um, to help ourselves out. And, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot on multiple occasions. And so you take those away, and uh, I think it would have been a completely different ball game. See, because I've been on, on both ends where you play a terrible game and you look bad and the optics are bad. And then there's games where you get beat up and you're thinking, I did everything I could and that guy just whooped me. And there, there's, I, I got to go figure something else out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys – was it – was it the former or the latter? Did you walk away feeling like they were just the more physically dominant team, or did you walk away going, we can beat these guys, we just got to play our game? I, mean, I feel like initially uh, a lot of guys, just because of the way it went down, were like, wow, they just beat us. But then when we go back and watch the film, we realized how many opportunities we missed mm-hmm. or a little, just little details that we needed to fine-tune in order to like restrict a big play or to make a big play uh either way. So I mean it's kind of something we figured out later on. It's like right. we could have beat those guys if we were just came and had a different approach, maybe mentally. So after watching the film, you walked away thinking maybe more confidently in yourself. Yeah, I mean because we were obviously a little fr- you were frustrated by that. I mean, you, you got kicked, you know, you get sent home with yeah. your tail bet- or tail between your legs. I mean, that's not a good feeling, but right. after seeing that, we realized like we I mean, we're a good team. We're a 9-3 football team well, at that point, 8 and 3. And we we're like, man, we got a lot more that we have left to finish the season off to show what we're really about. Do you feel like you kind of put some of it back on track in New York? Yeah, I think so. We started a little slow, I think. But then once turnovers started coming around, offense had some big plays and special teams. We did our job, you know, restricting the returners and all that good stuff. I mean, I feel like we, we showed what we were capable of in that fourth quarter. You know what right. we were what we were fully able to do. The the, the film doesn't lie. I mean that was the that's uh, you know no matter what you walk away and tell people or your coaches think once you sit down and look at the film it doesn't lie. So my question is, how much better do you believe you guys can be? How much more game do you have in you? Oh, I think we have a lot. I mean we've shown glimpses of it when everyone is on the same page, when everyone's doing what they're doing, what they're capable of doing at 100 percent. You know, high high level. Um, that I feel like there's no one that can stop us in any phase. Um, and so we've shown the ability to do it. We've put it together. And now it's just being consistent in that manner. When you uh, – because the, the AFC can kind of tell. I mean, the, the Ravens are really good. The Patriots are always going to be there. Kansas City Mahomes is now healthy, and they're starting to play well. When you look at the, the, the NFC, you're top-heavy. You've got a lot of teams right now that are vying for the top spot. Do you pay attention – you know, I mean, obviously you'd like to win and you'd like your first seed and home field advantage. Do you guys pay attention to that or do you just strictly think it's just Washington this week? We can't do anything about the postseason right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you can't look too far out ahead. Every week, uh, Coach says, and we all say it, is we're trying to be 1-0. and And so however we can, just find a way to be 1-0 and and be the best team that we can be. How, how difficult is that, though? Because every coach says that. You know, this is this week. This is all we care about. Yeah. But it's tough not to look down the road. I mean, everybody sees, you know. The NFL Network, Sports mm-hmm. Center, all the different websites that are out there. God knows Twitter's telling you what you need to do, right? Yeah, and so personally, what I try to do is I try to like avoid that kind of stuff. Like, 
I limited who I follow on Instagram, you know, or I don't even look at Twitter to see those kind of notifications. So the things that I see are not something that's going to really influence me one way or the other. I just focus on what I know I need to do to help us win. And I feel like if we have that mentality, then, I mean, there's obviously times you have NFL Network playing on TV, right? And they're saying, oh, the Packers are this this week because we beat the Giants. But the week before, they're like, oh, they don't, they don't have anything. They're not capable of anything. They're not going to make it. You know, whatever. Because it goes, it's back and forth. And so I feel like if you let yourself focus on that, then you're going to become a little wishy-washy and kind of all over the place whenever you're like, okay, just lock in on what it is that we got to do. I mean, that's my right. strategy. I, it's funny because inside locker rooms, I get the sense more that, that guys will use the media more about stuff that they've said negative about them than they've said positive. I mean, guys love to hear good things, mm-hmm. but it, it can, you can walk in one day and go, hey, Blake, did you hear what they said about you? you know, and it's kind of a joking thing, but I think it, a lot of guys use stuff like that as chips on their shoulder to say, okay, uh, I, I want to block out the white noise, but when a white noise leaks in, I'm going to use it as motivation. Do you? Oh, that's the best way to do it. I mean, there's times that I've let myself do that as well. And after a bad game, you know, I'll, I'll see some tweet. I've seen it before, you know, where I know it about myself. And so I get curious and look, oops, sorry. And I kind of realize, you know, at the same point, it's like, all right, so I can either let that defeat me or I can let that add fuel to right. the fire. And so I feel like that's the only option you can do because if you let it defeat you, then you're letting them win. Like, yeah, there's no reason. to. Let you got to have an incredibly thick skin. Oh, got to. Yeah, you can't. You can't have thin skin because yeah. you're gonna get eaten up. Right. With one little comment. You can't I mean, can you imagine having, say, the stature of a guy like Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and all the things that are said about him and tweeted about things, him? And, yeah. You know, I, I, you always wonder what it takes to just kind of walk away from that. Do they tell you when you come in as a rookie? Here's the things you have to learn how to manage if you haven't already, and social media being one of them. I mean, they'll yeah, they they'll talk about it. It's like when the rookie like rookie meetings we've had, they've said the importance of you know being careful with social media and realizing you know what your impact is and what your influence is on people and how to not let it affect you. Um, that's something I've kind of already known. I mean, I've had experiences at TCU. Like I've had times that I've had a lot of, um, I guess, no, like a lot of uh, you know conversation about me on social media. It's mm-hmm. where I've gotten curious and I've looked and. And so, and it's important, of course, just dealing with coaches too. I mean, because my coaches were really tough, and they would tell you as it is, and and say some crazy things. So I feel like that also built up my right. skin a little bit, um, too. But to the point that that stuff doesn't bother me. I almost laugh at stuff that yeah. I see because I know ultimately, like I know who I am and what I'm capable of. That if they say I'm a terrible player or I shouldn't be here, whatever it is, I'm not mm-hmm. saying I've necessarily seen it. But I'm sure someone said it, right? Right. That it doesn't bother. Somebody me. said something about nasty about everybody. I mean, oh it's, yeah, it's, someone's gonna say something. Yeah. I mean. It's ridiculous. I've seen some things that are just like, okay, that's just ridiculous. Right. But to the point, I mean, you see those kind of things, and, and it's just in one ear out the other. Or if anything, I just, it just makes me laugh because I know the truth about myself, and I know what I'm capable of. Speaking of uh, TCU, you, uh, you being a rookie, are you still close enough to it? Do you still follow college football? Or are you kind of that, that yeah. weekend, that oh, Saturday guy? Boys, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm always checking in on my frogs and real disappointed, you know, real bummed for them to see that they're right. not making a bowl game for the first time this year in like five or six years. So. Now, are you going to sit down this weekend and watch all the conference championships? Did you watch all the rivalries last week and pay attention to the top four? Who's going to end up? Because there's a lot of jockeying going on still. Oh, I don't really – I was just focused on – I just watched TCU. I okay. didn't really pay attention to that. I mean, obviously a little bit, whatever I'd yeah. see on Sports Center before meetings, you know. I'd, right. I'd, I'd, you know, notice that, but – I don't really pay too much attention to it. I mean, I know that I see, uh, you know, Baylor. I see Big 12, so Baylor mm-hmm. and Oklahoma's in there. Right. And I don't know who I want to win that because I despise Baylor because right. TCU and Baylor's rivalry. But then Oklahoma's won so many times, like I kind of want someone new. Right. So I'm still trying to figure out who I'm rooting for now. Right. Yeah, and, and either team has a legitimate shot at getting into the yeah, they do. That's the other team because exactly. the SEC can knock each other out. Mm-hmm. 
if Ohio State loses, they most likely are still in. Probably. Um, Wisconsin would still end up, I think, in a Rose Bowl. So, I mean, there's a lot of still scenarios that still need to be worked out. I think this is probably the most jockeying that we can do for the top four in a, in a long, long time. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit more uh, with Ty Summers. We're going to talk about the upcoming game against Washington, also about the the, uh, the defense itself. So we are broadcasting live here at Lodge Cola. We're here in Green Bay, across the street from Lambeau Field. It's our uh, semi-holiday edition, a little holiday music flying around out here. And you guys got uh, quite a bit of snow up here, too. I mean, I knew there were snow belts going by. Uh, back in Milwaukee, we got 45 and rain, and now we're back to sunshine. And I drove up today, and I thought, oh, my God, people up here shoveling front yards, you know, Seriously. getting ready to park cars. So Ty Summers is our guest. We'll be back. More of the Lodge Kohler kickoff coming up right after this. Make your next trip to Green Bay memorable in all the best ways. Come to Lodge Kohler, where the grid of sport and industry is tempered by the grace of bold design, where every detail is crafted for your convenience and pleasure. From the warm and welcoming nature of our lobby and cafe to our fifth floor restaurant and lounge, Tavern in the Sky, featuring an unbeatable view of the stadium, to our signature Kohler water spa and lap pool. Whether you're on the road for business or on your way to the North Woods, we invite you to raise a glass with travelers from across the world and friends from around the corner. Book your stay today at lodgekohler.com. Choose from the Packers Home Game Package, overnight packages to explore the Hall of Fame, or one of our year-round overnight packages. For more information, visit LodgeKohler.com. Lodge Kohler, a hotel brought to you by Kohler Company. Hey, honey, I think we should go on a Caribbean cruise. And I think I'm watching the Green Bay game right now. Come on, there will be legends on the cruise. Does that change your mind? Would your brother invite us? Cracks me up he still calls himself a legend when he hasn't played sports since high school. No, Green Bay legends like Leroy Butler, George Kuntz, and Blake Martinez, just to name a few. Wow, really? Well, heck yeah, I do. What's the website? I'll check it out. It's GreenBayLegendsCruise.com. Just think, this could be the new family we vacation with every year. Hey, this is Mason Crosby, kicker for the Green and Gold. I've teamed up with Sartori Bellavitano Cheese to support a favorite charity of mine, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. For every field goal I make this season, Sartori Cheese will donate $1,000 to Make-A-Wish to help make a difference in lives of children who are suffering. I'm proud to be associated with Sartori, a Wisconsin family-owned company that values its community and makes some of the world's best and award-winning artisan cheese. Hi, this is Wayne Lura, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. Hupie and Abraham and the Green and Gold, both winning teams with a long history of success. If you've been involved in an accident, choose the team with a winning record, the team that has collected over $1 billion for their clients, the team I would call Hupie and Abraham. Year after year, Hupie and Abraham is voted best, rated best. Call 1-800-800-5678. That's 1-800-800-5678. Or on the web at Hupie.com. Hupie and Abraham, pick the winning team. Welcome back. It's the Lodge Kohler kickoff. We're broadcasting live here in Green Bay. Lodge Kohler is where you can find us. And uh, we are also brought to you by our friends at Under Warmer. Hot play of the game. 
The hot play of the game brought to you by Under Warmer. It's a single-use heated base layer compression shirt, eight large air-activated heat packs built right into the shirt, staying warm up to 12 hours for under 15 bucks. Under Warmer, that's a game-changer. Available at Gasser Hardware, Shields, and the Green Bay Jersey Store as well. The play of the game, well, really two of them. Devontae Adams picks up his second and third touchdowns of the season, and uh, hopefully he continues in that pace. A really good game out of Devontae this past weekend in New York, and looking for more of that as the Washington Redskins come calling this Sunday here at Lambeau Field. Joining us here, Ty Summers, middle linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. So you and I are sitting here talking. You got a chance to do a little decorating of the house and the apartment, so to speak. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, got everything up. And uh, he's saying it's glad it's got snow outside because you didn't get it in Texas. You were hoping for, you know, balmy 35, 45 degrees, right? Oh, man, I'd be praying for 50 degrees on Christmas Day when it came in Texas. Yeah. So mostly got 70, so that was not ideal. So, yeah. I mean, to be outside, looking outside to see some snow, and then my Christmas tree is kind of weird. Now, is there stuff that is – now, I know as you get up there in contract, there are certain things they want you to do and don't want you to do. Now, say you and your fiancé decide to go down the sledding hill tonight. Are you allowed to do that? Because I know there's some contracts that say nothing that is going to get you injured. Oh, definitely doing sledding hill. That's no big deal. Okay. But, uh, the whole skiing and snowboarding, that might be a little bit of a risk, a little risky. Really? Uh, okay. I don't know. That'd be something I'd have to talk to him about. Um, but I was think I was actually thinking about that the other day because I literally mentioned that I wanted to um, ski or snowboard, but I was like, would they even let us do that? Right. I don't even know. But yeah. I know that there's some like with ice skating they don't want you to do, um, skiing, snowboarding, well, stuff like that. Ice skating? Ice skating. Oh, man, I was going to go ice skate right Yeah. Here. Well, that's, that's the other thing is because if, if you ever fall backwards, they're worried about concussion. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, and the <laughs> on there. there's a lot of things that can go on with that. So, so it, you get a chance to – now, did you get a real tree or a fake one? Real tree. Okay. Yeah. Did you just pull one out of a lot or did you go cut it down yourself? No, see, I've done that in Texas. Always did that, but I went back to uh, actually pick and save. Had some great trees. Really? Okay. Fifty-five dollars got an eight-foot tree. Really? You got eight-foot ceilings in the apartment. That's nice. Yeah, it kind of comes up to a peak a little bit, so it's on the side <laughs> where it's a little higher. So it yeah, it works out. It's beautiful. <laughs> you got a nice crib then starting out in exactly. your forty-three rookie solid. crib in Green Bay. That's that's not Heck too yeah, bad. Way bigger than I had now, in Texas. When it when it comes to the holidays, you guys are going to be uh, Christmas Eve Eve. You guys are in Minneapolis playing the playing Monday night game. We'll be over there. You, that's the tw- when that's is that? the twenty-third. Twenty-third. Yeah, yeah. So you having Christmas here? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I don't know how that schedule is going to go. I mean, my assumption would be that you guys would be back here because then mm-hmm. that's the following Sunday. You're right back at it because you're in Detroit. But uh, that Monday True. night, you guys play the Monday night game in, uh, in, in Minneapolis. So is the family coming up or, uh, or what are you guys doing? Do you know? No, I think it's just gonna be me and uh, me and the fiance, you know, because her the fiance. You went the... from a name to the fiance. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Sydney, the ring uh, wearer. There it is. <laughs> Try to clarify, you know, <laughs> locked down over there. But uh, no, um, we got her family coming up the weekend of the Bears game, which would be cool. Okay, because I mean Bears, like uh, Bears, well, the Bears, Bears get Packers. a win now. All of a sudden, they're thinking down in uh, Chicago. If they went out, maybe they could uh, do some damage. So you guys, uh, you guys are in the exactly. crosshairs now. Yeah, so it'll be a fun game. And so they're coming for that weekend. It's gonna be our Christmas, and then uh, my family's coming in um, after the Detroit game. I was, so we're I was saying yesterday. First of all, I can't believe that we're down to the second to last regular season game at Lambeau Field. It seems like it flew by. But the second thing oh, no. is, is we have not experienced, you have not experienced either. In the last year or two, this year has not really been that cold. We haven't had that 15-degree really? game with 20-degree, you know, below wind chills and stuff like that. We haven't had that in a while. Is that normally here. by this point? Usually yeah. when you get into December, yeah. Now, January football is a whole different animal. 
Um, oh, yeah. January football, that's that's bring your Under Armour to that thing because you're going to need about five or six layers of that. But, yeah, yeah we uh, then again, the last couple of years we haven't gotten into postseason football. But I was just thinking – because the only reason I bring that up is because when you're in the media, um, you'll, you'll know it as well, but when you walk out of the stadium – and you go to your car. Now, you guys park in that parking garage over here now, right? Or in that parking the uh, lot, lot over there? It. Yeah. So it's not that bad of a walk. No. But when you go out of the out of the media auditorium and then you go to your car, it's, a, it's about 100 yards. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a good westerly wind on a really cold night, it can seem like it's 1,000 yards to get to your car. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. And you're trying to start it, you know, with your remote control. How, Which high I above need your to head. get that, the remote yeah, start. Yeah, get the remote start. I would highly recommend yes. that. Otherwise, you got to start paying one of the guys down in the uh, locker room to run out and start your car. Oh, yeah. One of the two, yeah. It's got to And if you do it, make sure he locks it back up. Otherwise, other guys will play a trick on the rookie, and they'll take all your tires off, or they'll move it, or they'll put it at the other of the parking lot. Just an FYI. I'm just telling you. I hope it that happens. cold hurts them <laughs> if they're doing that. <laughs> it oh, happens. Man. But, yeah, we haven't had that really cold game. I mean, not that you're looking forward to it, but have you heard guys, have guys talked about it? To oh, say, yeah. You know? Yeah, the guys have told me about, I mean, playing in the negatives. I can't remember the exact one. But when you say negative, I mean, that's automatically all cold. Yeah. So I remember I was talking to Blake, and he was telling me about, uh, about an experience he had and just how it was just like you can't feel anything, like, at all. And just like it was like, but except for like it became like pain, just like being outside. And I was like, you know what? I mean, that's a part of it. When you come to Lambeau yeah. Field, that's kind of what you think of. So, I mean, not. To, I mean, I'm excited for that. You know, I've already got the snow. Right. So now I guess I just need negatives. You are. Uh, you're a sleeveless guy. Sleeveless guy. Unless it gets to a certain level, right? In, until it's like a medically medical hazard, like it's like a safety hazard. Yeah. That you have to wear sleeves, and I wear sleeves. What is the? And I get it, but for those that don't, what is the purpose of not wearing sleeves? It's a mentality. You know, yeah. if you play linebacker, I mean, especially linebackers specifically, and other positions have a different opinion on that. I mean, linebackers, you got to be tough, you know, yeah. and so it's like, okay, if you come into the game and you're wearing sleeves because you're cold, then you're already starting off on the wrong foot. Right. you got to act like you can't feel anything. And so that's what I always So do. do you drive to work that day in just a T-shirt and shorts? So I wear shorts, but I always got to have a sweatshirt on. See, it doesn't start too early. It starts going out to practice. Do you get crazy at breakfast or That's something? That's a little crazy. No, I just get myself mentally prepared. And then by the time that happens, right. I'm like, all right, I, I've gotta, I can't wear sleeves. So there's, uh, you know, there's, there's numerous cold games. I mean, there's a cold one in Chicago. We were talking here about the one that was in Cincinnati between the Bengals and the Chargers. It was 56 below with wind chill, I think, is what it was. Mm. Um, and then the, the river actually froze over. Then obviously the two coldest games are here: the Ice Bowl and then the other NFC Championship game. Um, I remember talking. Donald Driver didn't wear sleeves as a wide receiver; never wore sleeves. And, and that was the game. He said that it, did, it took him like almost a day before he started getting feeling back in his fingers and his Oof. arms and that kind of thing. So, the, the, like the guys you played high school football with that you keep in touch with, or the guys you played college football, do they talk about that? Going here it comes. You're going to get one of those cold games. Here it comes. I mean, mentioned I was actually talking Because you only played buddies. sleep one time, right? Uh, Yeah. In your career? Yeah, and it was it was like a wind chill of like 26. And it was like <laughs> oh, God. just raining. That's like, balmy here. And it was pouring. But it was like the wet, cold. Oh, I, yeah. I played quarterback, too. So throwing a football was a nightmare. Right. Like, it was just it was brutal all around. Um, but, yeah, that's the closest thing I've gotten to a cold. Aside from, like, I guess, a Baylor game, too. I almost threw up because I was, like, shaking. Really? So cold, which then it was probably the same thing. Windshield of like 26 and right. raining, and it was the same thing. I was like, but I was like. Well, then my advice to you would be don't eat in January. You'll throw up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that was a weird experience. Yeah. That was like triple overtime or double overtime. It was like okay. I was out there for so long that it just, it 
had the weirdest reaction. I've never experienced that before. Hmm. So hopefully that's a one and done. You've got a, a team in Washington coming to town. They're obviously down in their luck right now. Um, you had a team you just finished playing and beating in New York that have not been playing really well. What is uh, what do you try? You try to look past the record when you see a team like that because you don't want to get into the mentality of we just roll our helmets out and here we go. Yeah, you've got to. I mean, they're on a two-game winning streak right now, so they're kind of starting to feel themselves a little bit. I mean, and after seeing the Cowboys lose, um, yet again, they're being 6-7, and seven, but they're still being the division leaders. They think they still have a chance. Of course, they're going to have to win out to have any type of chance. But, I mean, in their mind, they're still in contention. So they're coming in with a you know, head, full, head, on, you know, head on fire. You know, they're, trying to, they're going crazy right now trying to see if they can find a way to get back up there. They're clawing their way back. So you can't take them for granted, you know, no matter what the record is, because they're playing hard right now. They've got a new young quarterback. Uh, Haskins came out of Ohio State, loved to run the ball, had a good arm, not a great arm. Uh, what kind of challenges? I mean, I would assume by now you've already looked at him a little bit on film, but what kind of challenges does he present? I mean, he's young, so you don't really have a lot to go off of. and hasn't had a lot of playing time or, you know, up until, like, the last few games. And so it's kind of – you don't really know exactly what to expect. I mean, aside from the fact that he, he has things that he can, you know, do that are – he has got a, a strong arm. Um, he can throw the ball. I mean, from what we've been looking through, he can throw the ball. He can make the passes, but he's just has a hard time making the right reads. And so it's yeah. about hopefully taking advantage of that. And he doesn't really prefer to run until, like, the red zone is kind of what we're going off of. And so it's kind of just anticipating, all right, be ready at, when you get within to the 20-yard line. Okay, you got to be ready for him to try to use his legs a little bit. Yeah, he does. He does he'd love to run at Ohio State, that's for sure. Geis is a running back. You guys have had, uh, at times, issues defending the run. they got a pretty good run game now that he's back and he's they're feeling good. Last three games have been pretty good for them running the football, which has actually led to a little bit of their success. Um, talk about the run game that they present. Uh, I mean, having, of course, Adrian Peterson and guys. I mean, those are two. Adrian Peterson's always are, been tough on the Packers. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. He, he always, I mean, they both have a similar playing style. They're both just big, strong, and they don't mind, you know, hitting people and trying to run people over. So, I mean, we're going to have to bring your big boy pants to this game and come in there and not be afraid to hit anyone. And I don't think none of us are. Um, but it's just realizing that there's a certain technique that goes to playing against a player like that. Um, and of course, the scheme, I mean, they're going to try to run the ball. That's something that they focus on. And so doing our jobs and fitting our gaps, I mean, because if everyone just does their job, then it's intended to stop them. What has been uh, the number one thing people talk about when they talk about the Packers is Aaron Rodgers in the offense. And then number two is right now defending the pass over the middle has been such a tough thing. Is there something schematic? that either you guys are doing, you guys are allowing, that you're not allowing, that it's been communication. What has been the bugaboo in being able to defend the pass and more so getting off the field on third and down in those third and whatever situations? Yeah, it's been more communication. I mean, just making sure that everyone's on the same page. And so whenever there's not that, that, that you know, that constant communication, I mean, a, a loud defense is a good defense. And so we just have a lot of guys, and you know, we'll talk a little bit, but it's not like, hey, we're making sure we're on the same page. And so it's being deliberate with that and persistent. And so, I mean, we've been working on that. I feel like it's gotten a lot better the last couple of weeks. Um, and so looking forward to putting it to the test. It has been um, – it's been a breath of fresh air for the guys, the Smith brothers on the outside, both Zedarius and Preston. They've obviously been your team leaders. What, what uh, has – is it each week that they, they just kind of guide you in a particular direction? Or, you know, I, I'm trying to get a feel for the locker room, so to speak, about how the defense has kind of come together. Uh, you guys have been pretty good as far as being injury-free. Nobody's really, you know, been carted off the field, and you haven't lost anybody to season-ending injuries, mm -hmm. knock on wood. 
So what has it been like with everybody playing together, the consistency, the familiarity, and those two guys as leaders? I mean, I, what I, the one thing I've appreciated by them, of course, my first locker room to be in the NFL, and first year in the league, all that kind of thing, but is they do a good job, especially Z, um, trying to get all the guys together um, to hang out, to have camaraderie, things like that. Because, I mean, that's important, you know, I mean, to be friends with the people you're next to. So that way you're not just here by yourself. Because I was talking to a buddy at a different team, I'm not going to say who it is, but he was saying that he just started becoming friends with some of the guys on his team because they've been super distant. Like mm -hmm. everyone's kind of like art on edge, like he's compete, he's a competitor. Or there's no one's like really has that camaraderie, that bond. Now I think it's 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 crucial when it comes to having a good team is having camaraderie. Yeah. And so they them too have made it a point to have that and to plan events like that in order to have that connection so that, you know, we're not afraid to communicate, like communication becomes more natural and we actually play for the person next to us, not just ourselves. And so it's cool to have that approach. That's something that, that they brought in. And I know, cause that's something they're always like communicating, talking about. Is, is, I was just going to ask you, is that something that they impress? This isn't just something for a new team because they got together. Is this something that they feel that's important? It's not just coming in and being the, the straw that stirs the drink as far as the party goes. This is about yeah. legitimately getting to know the guy next to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of – and I was actually talking to Z about that um, Monday. We were just talking about it because he said that that was something that they did when he was at Baltimore that the leaders did. And he said he thought that was really cool and that was important. He wanted to be able to do that. And so now that this is his team, essentially his defense, because he came in, I mean, being the – big money guy and of course having the all the the success that he's had you know he's kind of taken upon that mm -hmm. leadership role as a captain and so he's like okay that's something he wants to make you know his mark with our team it's easy to be friends with a guy who wants to be a friend how tough is it because you're only as good as the most distant guy the weakest link you know what i mean oh, yeah. how tough has it been to get everybody without giving names without getting everybody included because there's some guys that just like to be alone they like to be that that guy they, they do their own thing. They do their own work. They are trained alone, they, you know. But how difficult has it been to get everybody involved? Or has it been very, very easy? It actually surprisingly hasn't. Like, I feel like whenever we do things, like, everyone's involved. Or there's, there's never, like, one, I can't think of one dude that's always by himself kind of doing his own thing. Like, everyone has some sort of connections with guys in the room. Like, I know, like, I've had conversations with every single dude on defense you know and it's like everyone has that they're very open to that to the idea of like all of us enjoying being here together mm -hmm. interesting we're going to go ahead and take a quick break we're broadcasting live here in Kohler and uh, we're at Lodge Kohler as a matter of fact here in leaps and bounds and uh, if you're going to you know going to do something for the holidays you may want to come up here and enjoy yourself uh, not this weekend or next weekend because it's probably sold out, but the weekends after that, certainly, and then leading up to the postseason, which hopefully the Packers have some home games that are going to be here. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Lodge Kohler, also Hupy and Abraham, under Warmer, Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame, Green Bay Legends Cruise, and Lammy Sports Management. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Lodge Kohler kickoff, and we are broadcasting live here at Lodge Kohler. Leaps and Bounds is uh, where you can find us, and uh, Lodge Kohler obviously has Tavern in the Sky, beautiful restaurant upstairs. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Lodge Kohler, also Hupy and Abraham as well. You can find us on all the social media platforms. Go to Facebook.com. It's Lodge Kohler kickoff. The same on Instagram and, <coughs> excuse me, on Twitter. It is Kohler kickoff. I'm going to need some of that wine to wash that down. Uh, so, <coughs> excuse me. Sitting here with Ty Summers. Middle linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. So we were talking about Washington coming up. You still have big rival games coming up. You still have Chicago. You still have Minnesota. You still have Detroit. 
Is it weird having your divisional foes the last three games of the season, or do you like it because that's the proving ground for who's going to win the division? I think it's cool, but I mean, I don't know if I should like it or not. It's my first time doing it, right? So, I mean, I don't know if it's it's good or bad, but I think it's kind of cool finishing off with these guys because it just, I mean, it makes it exciting because I feel like a lot of times, you know, if a team's like way ahead in the division mm-hmm. or whatever, and they can find themselves like not needing to keep the foot on the pedal or whatever yeah. for the last few games, like because they're divisional games, like it makes it where you always got to bring your A game. Like, you know, you have to finish the season right because it's mm-hmm. like, these guys are in your division. They're competitors. Did, did you uh, did you guys sit around and watch the game last night? Watch the Bears? Yeah, I did. I watched a little bit of it, yeah. and uh, they played well with Trubisky using his starting to use his legs again because yeah. apparently he hadn't, he hadn't ran for more than like forty yards or something in the right. season, which was kind of crazy because that's what he was known for before. Um, but you could tell that when he started doing that, the offense started clicking a little bit. Did do they look different from the when from the time you guys played them earlier in the season? I think so. I mean, they just seem more had more juice with their offense because Dallas has a solid defense and they're a good team. Um, And so uh, to see them be able to move the ball, score, I mean, I was like, okay, they're a different offense that we'd faced previously. So it's going to be exciting. When you faced Dallas, um, there were some check marks on the uh, schedule when we looked at it at the beginning of the season. We said, okay, some of the road games, you look at Dallas, you look at Chicago, you look at Kansas City. Those were the three games that were kind of the litmus test for this team. And now you look back and you say, well, Chicago, I, I personally think you guys derailed Chicago's season. There was so much hype going into that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could feel it around the town being down there a couple of days ahead of time, and you could just feel that they were just putting so much into a what they thought was going to be a Super Bowl season. And I think it really kind of deflated them. It, it smacked them when you guys beat them. And then you look at that Dallas win, and you're thinking, man, without Devontae, you guys go in there, you get a really hard-fought win. Uh, and you did it almost going away. And now you look back and you're like, did – did, did we beat a really good team, or did we beat a team that was on the downside, or did we knock that team down? Because at that point in time, they were f- pretty good. Yeah. And you guys beat them, and then all of a sudden, their season kind of started to spin out of control. Now they're talking about firing their head coach and stuff. Um, and I still think that Kansas City win was fantastic, even without Mahomes, because the very next week they beat Minnesota, and Minnesota mm-hmm. was an ascending team at the time. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about uh, the, the teams that you face, the teams that you beat, and the way that you guys have played? I mean, I feel like in the NFL, I mean, the coaches say this all the time. I mean, you could win and lose any week. I mean, because all these guys are great, have great athletes on every single team. And so there's always that opportunity. You can't take anyone for granted, essentially. Um, but when it comes to their seasons, I mean, I think they're still good football teams. They still have the same players when they were really successful. I mean, both of them have players that they had in the year previously that they did really well with. So, I mean, I think it's just, you know, who comes to play that day? And I think, uh, you know, I think the Cowboys are still a great team right now. They're on the downside. They're just, they need to get their, get their stuff together, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but Bears, you know, are starting to come up again. I mean, I feel like it just depends. Some teams are, are clicking. Some teams aren't. You guys have faced quite a few teams coming off of their bye, too, this this year. Yeah, like which three is Three or four different teams. Yeah, because then they have a lot more time to prepare. Which... Same with the Bears. They're going to have extra days now to get ready for you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I think it's cool. I mean, it's, it's exciting. I mean, hey, give, let them give their best shot. Yeah. Um, so you find out really what you're made of after a loss. Tell me how the coaching staff was, what it was like coming back, say, after the San Francisco game, after Philadelphia, when you face a little adversity, how Coach LaFleur, how Coach Petten, how that staff handles themselves. Well, they do. I will say they do a really good job of being consistent. So whether we win or we lose, they always say put it on the shelf. So after we watch the film on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon, it's always, all right, hey, 
that one's you know in a box and sometimes it's a it's a really pretty wrap box set up there to look good because you won or it's just a box that you lost you know mm -hmm. either way you got to put it on the shelf and realize all right that's done you know moving on to the next one and so by having that doing that all the time and not just handling out the loss it makes it easier to just emotionally and physically just get rid of that yeah and just move on to the next one it's been difficult i mean i know snaps for you have not necessarily been plentiful at times how difficult is it because you, you want to get better, you want to learn. It's difficult when you don't have a lot of film to look at. You know, you get certain limited opportunities, whether it's special teams or what have you. How tough on you has this season been as somebody who's been a continual player? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, coming into it, I mean, I knew that given the way that my college career kind of ended that I wasn't going to be a top-round pick. And so typically those are the guys that automatically get a chance to go in and start. I mean, they're put in a position that they can do that. Mm -hmm. And I knew coming here that Blake Martinez was the guy. And they had a lot of faith in him. They loved him coming towards the end of his contract, all these things. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to come in here with the approach that I'm going to be the best at whatever my role is. And so right now I realize it's special teams that I've ended up working up to a spot that I'm, you know, they put me on the Pro Bowl ballot, which is awesome. And so that's really all I could ask for as being, a, if I, my, being my role as a backup Mike linebacker and especially because Mike linebacker, they don't come, like Blake doesn't come off the field. He's on 100% of the snaps. Right. And so it's not like I And if be, you went in for him, you would be the guy calling the plays. I would have to right. be the guy calling the plays. Yeah. And so it's something that they just want to – this is the headset thing too. They just got to keep – he's in there. And so I know I'm going to end up getting my opportunity. And so for me, it's I'm not necessarily like super down about it. You know, obviously I'd like to be out there. I love being on the field. I miss being on the field mm -hmm. in that role. Especially because you were so active in the preseason. Oh, yeah, and so that was kind of cool. You were all world, man. We're like, holy God, where'd this guy come I from? I know, and I was getting used to it. And so for that, I, I'm just blessed that I was able to at least put that out there and realize that, I mean, I've been told by multiple people that I'm going to get a shot at some point, and they believe in me that I'm going to mm -hmm. be able to make the most of it. And so knowing myself, and I know what I'm capable of, that when that shot comes, I'm going to make the most of it. And so until then, I'm just going to enjoy the process. I'm going to enjoy this role that I'm at now. I'm going to enjoy the people that I'm with and uh, try to make the season as memorable as possible. Because you guys don't play traditional defense a lot. No. There is standard zones and stuff that you'll run, but you guys don't play the standard 3-4, the standard 4-3 very often. No, you guys are always yeah. running extra DBs out there. Exactly. We have so many different packages. That's something that uh, Coach Patton likes to do is have speed out there. And I say speed, I mean – I think a lot of us, like, I know I'm fast. You know, I can go out there and cover guys too. Right. But he likes the idea of the safety, safety type bodies, guys like that, that are more used to going out there and covering receivers and tight ends and stuff like that. And so um, that's kind of his style. You know, that's why he has all his different packages. And we have probably 12 different, I say 12, let's say 10 different packages of personnel groups. And a lot of them are one linebacker sets. And that's just kind of the way it is. And so until then, until we as a linebacker group changes mind by the way that we play, when we do have two linebacker sets in there, that's something that might not change. But at the end of the day, whenever an opportunity is presented, I mean, I'm just going to try to go make the most of it, whether it's in a one linebacker set or in a two linebacker set. Defensively speaking, first four games of the season, you guys were top four to top ten in every category. Mm -hmm. It has descended. Um, what is the feeling right now as a defensive group? Is it because we use the, the the terminology? Maybe it's too catchphrase, bend but don't break. You give up a bunch of yards, but you won't necessarily give up the points. Mm -hmm. What has it been defensively speaking that the mentality of this team is right now? If I had to say the identity of this defense is, what would that be? I mean, identity. I mean, we don't necessarily have a saying like that, but I mean that's something that we obviously all of us have known and it's been mentioned before. But the idea, I mean, we're just trying to get on, get back on track, and we know that that starts with communication. Um, of course, we have the saying D train, and so I guess that's why D, getting on, get back on track kind of makes sense. But 
um, it's something that um, we're just trying to come together because we realize the areas that we need to fix. Like we see it in film and we know what we need to do. Is it something that's repetitive? And it's something, yeah, it's something that seems like it, it comes up, you know, but it's it's not like it's every play. There's just like one or there's like a couple plays in a game that it happens or you see the big plays. It's like literally only in those moments, but it's finding a way to restrict those. It's just mm-hmm. being consistent. And it's, it's something that's easily correctable. It just comes down to making the decision when you're doing whatever your role is, is just executing it and not trying to see too much and not trying to do too much to your job. The amazing thing is, is that you guys have given up a lot of explosive plays, mm-hmm. but you haven't given up like a lead leading amount of points. Yeah. You're still middle of the pack in, in that part of the punt. Um, is that where you'll give up that big play, but you have this way to stiffen specifically in the red zone where it's a shorter field, less communication, more about physicality, that type of thing? Well, I think, I mean, you probably know this. I mean, when you're in the red zone, there's a limited amount of play calls you can make. Right. Like you can't make the same calls right. you make in the middle of the field. And so, of course, that, that means the same, same thing is true when it comes to defensive Communication calls. is less in the red zone. Yeah, because you're yeah. pretty much lining up on a dude or you're playing right. a very basic coverage or you're just preparing for a run, whatever it is. And so I feel like that's why our defense has done so well because, we, I mean, we've proven that when it's simplified like that, Whenever our defense is just, all right, it is what it is, and then it's, it's straightforward, it's like they were easily executed. I mean, sometimes you get a little fancy in the middle of the field with calls or trying to change things up with blitzes or whatever it is, and that's when big plays occur. Um, but whenever we get to the basics and just go play football, I mean, that's why we're as good as we are. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. Final segment of the Elodge Kohler kickoff. We're here with Ty Summers joining us up here on the table. The Green Bay Legends crew is a great roster this year, by the way. Doug Evans, Mark Tauscher, Leroy Butler is going to be there. Hopefully he makes it to the Hall of Fame this year. Earl Dotson, Nick Collins, and a host of others. All you got to do is checking out, uh, check it out at GreenBayLegendsCruise.com. That is GreenBayLegendsCruise.com. Final segment of the Elodge Kohler kickoff is next. Make your next trip to Green Bay memorable in all the best ways. Come to Lodge Kohler, where the grid of sport and industry is tempered by the grace of bold design, where every detail is crafted for your convenience and pleasure. From the warm and welcoming nature of our lobby and cafe to our fifth floor restaurant and lounge, Tavern in the Sky, featuring an unbeatable view of the stadium, to our signature Kohler water spa and lap pool, Whether you're on the road for business or on your way to the North Woods, we invite you to raise a glass with travelers from across the world and friends from around the corner. Book your stay today at LodgeKohler.com. Choose from the Packers Home Game Package, overnight packages to explore the Hall of Fame, or one of our year-round overnight packages. For more information, visit LodgeKohler.com. Lodge Kohler, a hotel brought to you by Kohler Company. Lammy Sports should be your first call for Green Bay player appearances and commercials. They exclusively rep Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, James Jones, and many more. Lammy Sports talent is perfect for your grand opening, big anniversary sale, your next company meeting, or that new product launch. Anytime you want to stand out, reach out to Lammy Sports. Call 414-727-3600 or visit LammySports.com. It's easy to hire a packer, brewer, or buck with Lammy. Hey, this is Mason Crosby, kicker for the Green and Gold. I have teamed up with Sartori Bella Vitano Cheese to support a favorite charity of mine, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. For every field goal I make this season, Sartori Cheese will donate $1,000 to Make-A-Wish to help make a difference in lives of children who are suffering. I'm proud to be associated with Sartori, 
a Wisconsin family-owned company that values its community and makes some of the world's best and award-winning artisan cheese. Hi, this is Wayne Lura, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. Hupie and Abraham and the Green and Gold, both winning teams with a long history of success. If you've been involved in an accident, choose the team with a winning record, the team that has collected over $1 billion for their clients, the team I would call Hupie and Abraham. Year after year, Hupie and Abraham has voted best, rated best. Call 1-800-800-5678. That's 1-800-800-5678. Or on the web at hupie.com. Hupie and Abraham, pick the winning team. Welcome back to the program. It is the, uh, it's, it's the Lodge Kohler kickoff. And uh, Ty Summers taking some pictures right now. Linebacker for the Packers. I'm Bill Michaels. Uh, here, final segment of the program brought to you by our friends at Lodge Kohler. Also, Hupie and Abraham under Warmer. Wisconsin Athletic uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, Green Bay Legends Cruise and Lammy Sports Management. Now, we had Manny on when we had Aaron Jones on last time. And Manny did a fantastic job of uh, doing a Q&A and interviewing him. And Manny, the, the uh, backup, pack, uh, backup quarterback for the Packers as well. So we got Ty here, so we thought, who else can we bring on with Ty? So you introduce our next guest. This is my fiance, Sydney Joe Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. When I I'm said Sydney, you popped up. You're like, yeah, what we can do? What can I do for you? And then we said, you're gonna come on the air. Like, no. Yeah. Is this your first time doing any uh, doing any radio, huh? It is. Yeah. Well, besides some maybe high school volleyball, but it's been a few years. <laughs> Who's the better athlete? I Jeez. would definitely say myself. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were going to say me. It was going to be back and forth, but okay, okay. Okay. Well, we're off to a fast start with this marriage. How are we looking? <laughs> so um, let me ask you. So uh, we were talking about Christmas before. So Christmas is coming up. You're spending it. Now, where are you originally from? Texas I'm as from well? I'm from Houston, Texas. Okay. So yeah. this is your first stint here as well. So your yes. family's coming up. Is this tough? Yes. Um, just being away from family. Yeah. It, it is, it has been like a little bit of a challenge, but it's honestly been so fun because we did distance our entire relationship. So like being back or like being in the same place and like being able to cook meals and just do regular stuff that probably isn't fun to yeah. a lot of couples. It's fun for me. Okay. So it hasn't been too bad of a challenge and I've been able to see my family a good amount because I've gone home for wedding stuff and just for meetings and wedding dress, like fittings and stuff like right. that. Okay. So doing the wedding stuff, getting now it's coming up in what, June? March, March seventh. Yeah. March. Oh wow. Coming okay. Up quick, Coming up real yeah. fast. Yeah. Oh. Hey, getting yeah. nervous? A little bit. <laughs> now, you're getting married back home? Yes. We're okay. getting married in. Well, it's like north of Houston. Yeah. Magnolia. Okay. Yes, it's sir. like northwest. Kind of. Is that in that yeah. Baylor area where everybody talks about no. the extra <laughs> upper no. people and? That's Waco. Okay, that's no, what I'm trying to say. That's definitely was Waco. Yeah. Ooh, Waco. The only reason I re, uh, remember Magnolia because it's the make uh, the the show Fixer Upper mm-hmm. and Magnolia Farms. That's that the company that does it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wanted to make sure that wasn't the, the same place. Yeah. Because I didn't want to get it wrong. For God's sakes, every home improvement person would be screaming at me from here to here to Waco. Yeah. Seriously. So um, when you guys doing the doing the cooking thing, do you cook? She. It's kind of funny. Um, I go in there and help, and of course I'm kind of like, all right, let's do it this way, you know, get it done. And she's like, Ty, just go sit down. I got this. <laughs> and in so a nice I get loving the, way. In a nice loving way, yeah. you know. And so I get to go sit back and you sound and watch Italian football. for God's sakes. <laughs> and sit back and watch football. Family. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is kind of cool. Like I'm yeah. not complaining. She's making me right. hopes that she does a great job. She's killed every meal so far. So do you? The support group up here is it the the wives and the girlfriends of all the players, or how tough is it to come into another new city and 
Um, it you're, actually, not, you're not the star. You're the person that's kind of in the background, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, it actually has not been bad at all. I've gotten extremely close to Christy Martinez, which is Blake's wife, and then Jocelyn Bergs, which is Oren's wife, mm-hmm. and then Robin Brown, which is Hunter um, Bradley's fiance. Right. And then Malik Taylor, his girlfriend, Kendra Thompson, she is so sweet. And she's actually going to be moving up here in December. So I've actually gained like a lot of friendships and we hang out like a ton and they're super sweet. Yeah. So it really wasn't too hard. He now, was worried about that. But do you guys yeah, travel together um, as the wives when you go on the road or do you stay at home when the team's on the road? I have traveled two times, right? To yeah, Dallas. Well, three times. Then. She went to Chicago game the first game, and that was oh, like yeah. a We did like a, a big – we got like sponsored and stuff. and stuff. And so like a lot of the wives went, and we went to the Chicago game. Uh-huh. And then I went to the Dallas game, um, and I saw a lot of family there. They drove up to Dallas because oh, it's figure, like a four-hour yeah. drive. Right. Yeah, it's not bad. And then I went to the San Francisco game. And How she was that? Staying at it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it well, was they just... got beat. We know that. But, yeah. uh, but San Francisco fans can be nasty. Yeah, they were really like I almost took like my blue jean jacket off. Like it just wasn't. They were pretty rude. But yeah. I mean, it's they're all fans. Right. Fans are all crazy. Okay. But, this is a pretty yeah. good group up here, though. I mean, as far as the fan base goes, it's and been such, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As far as landing in many different places, there's plenty of places you could land, and landing in Green Bay is, is yeah. not the worst place in the world to actually land up. You know. No, mm-hmm. we talk oh, about okay. that a lot. How we're just like thankful. Like obviously, we're thankful that he's playing in the NFL, but we're also so thankful that it's Green Bay because the people are so sweet and so supportive. Mm-hmm. How is it? You're friends with Blake Martinez's wife. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they play the same position. You don't ever want to see one get a job over the other via injury or just beating one out. But Blake could be coming up on a contract. You know, you it's it becomes a business now. It's not just like friendships. This is a business, and you know that that friend, because of business, may not be there in a year or so. Isn't that a little bit weird? We she'll bring it up, and I'm just like, don't talk about it. Like I can't lose this friendship. I'm like, do not talk about it. I literally like they start talking about it, and I'm like, let's just not talk about it right now. Like it doesn't yeah. matter right now. Well, they kind of laugh at you probably because you don't have to worry about it for the next four years. Right? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, you, you, overall, you're enjoying the experience and, yes. and hanging. You know, be, and you look at the franchise you ended up with. Mm-hmm. You know, and you guys go into a winning situation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I know it's been enjoyable. You could have been here a year ago. Yeah, that, way. And that could have been the first year. And so getting to experience um, this type of culture um, and being here in Green Bay, and, of course, with the winning season, I mean, just everything that entails, I mean, it's just been such a fun uh, transition, especially it's been nice to be able to share with her too because otherwise I could have been up here by myself and that would not have been, you know, yeah. not have been ideal. So having her up here has been really nice. we got about 30 seconds. So I'm going to ask you, it's like going to caddies, okay? If you want to find out information about people, you don't go ask the golfer, you ask the caddy. Mm-hmm. So win or lose, what's it like? Because there's guys that come home and they bring it home and they're upset and they're angry. And, and then there's guys that come home and they throw it, leave it at the door. It's no big deal. Yeah. So well, what's, what's Ty like? He is actually like really good at just like leaving it at the facility. Like win mm-hmm. or lose, like obviously win. The emotions are a little bit more high because they're coming out of the locker room where yeah. they're doing their weird dances and jumping around <laughs> and like getting excited. <laughs> But like, I'm a good dancer, for the record. <laughs> okay. But, like, lose, it's the same attitude. It might not be as, like, hyped up, but it's still just like, hey, okay, like, what do you want to eat? Or what do you want to go do tonight? Or what Christmas right. movie do you want to watch? Just, like, go. a really good attitude. Uh, what we need you to do is use your camera and use your phone and get a video of him dancing. Just oh, I'll do it. Make, make sure you post it out. I'll do it. It's, it's great to meet you and talk to you. It's great to see you again. Nice Ty, best you. of luck yeah, to you this course. weekend as well. Got some snow and cold coming up. We'll talk again then. All right. Thanks to everybody for coming out tonight and hanging out with us. This has been the Lodge Kohler Kickoff. I'm Bill Michaels. Have a terrific night. Tip.
border to border. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 